Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about managed threat hunting services, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with Jennifer Ayers. She's Vice President, Overwatch, and Security Response at CrowdStrike. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me today. So Jennifer, managed threat hunting has been described by some as a human detection engine. Can you explain, please, the service that you provide at Overwatch? Managed threat hunting, I think, is a term that kind of has morphed over time from its original state. I think managed threat hunting is a terminology that's being used uh, within our industry to cover a number of different areas when actually it's a very niche operating space within one. So let me break that down for you a little bit. In the world of information security or cybersecurity, as it's commonly referred to now, there's different aspects of capability that both a vendor can provide or an enterprise or a company can build within their own environment. But there's typically three different types of layers that are built into sort of a security response functionality. So first you have your security operations center and there the intention behind security operations center is to essentially monitor and respond to alerts from some sort of central system. The second layer tends to be the incident response team. So security operations, they respond to alert and they typically either close it out, pass it on, contact somebody, escalate it, so on and so forth. The incident response team's job is to investigate alerts that are, are escalated to them and respond to them, you know, either by mitigating the type of threat, either you know, re-imaging the box, containing the system, or whatever actions are in their playbook. Threat hunting is a very, very small subset of that. Threat hunting, by definition, is effectively looking for the unknown that is not detected by passive monitoring capabilities. So what that means is if a system or a tool, a security product, like, like Falcon, for example, knows about it and puts alerts on a detection and sends it to, say, the security operations center, that's not really threat hunting. Threat hunting is looking for the myriad of actions that can occur within an environment that are not detected by most security tools. They are, in fact, detected by a human. So what we do in Overwatch is we actually provide that threat hunting type of capability, you know, leveraging our Falcon platform on behalf of our customers. Uh, it's really hard to build out a threat hunting team within a single organization because by nature, most organizations don't get breached every single day. And having the people, or at least a lot of the customers that I've talked to, tend to have people who kind of dual role in incident response and threat hunting, which is also a challenge in itself because threat hunting is a full-time job but it's not always an interesting job if you're looking at the same stuff every single day. Jennifer, as you say, threat hunting is a popular term. It's got lots of definitions. Now that you've defined it in your context, explain to me why now there is such a need for threat hunting. It isn't now. There's always been a need for threat hunting, but one of the reasons why it's become more visible, I think, within our industry as a whole is because of the nature of how a lot of the security tools have changed over the last 10 years. So previously, you had, you know, your, your endpoint type of security, your AV, you had a myriad of different types of products and tools that were available to you, but none of them really gave you that full end-to-end -end visibility. You had to wrench it together in a SIM or some sort of central location to be able to search across all of the logs. But now 
the EDR tools that tend to be on the market today, most of those are created by people like us <laughs> or people like me, I should say, that had that experience of trying to wrench all of this stuff together and make a cohesive story where all of this data is now being provided in one single place. So when you look at EDR tools like Falcon, for example, you have a lot more information that's being provided than there ever has been before. So you have detailed information around process execution. You have process trees, understanding what a parent process is doing, what kind of child process it spawned, or what its grandparent was, or what kind of process injections occur, and so much more information available in a central console that now threat hunting is becoming, I don't wanna say easier, but easier in the context that that data is visible in a single place without having to cross a myriad of different solutions to find a single answer. So talk to me about managed services. Why managed services as opposed to having an in-house threat hunting team? I think managed services bring a lot of different aspects to the table. So one of the challenges that still exists within you know, within companies across the board, you know, that are not you know, that are not a vendor like like we are, is there's still a lot of challenge that I see, you know, within our customer base and getting appropriate funding and appropriate resourcing to be able to build out, you know, mature teams like this. In some cases, the size of the company matters, the scalability of how that security team has to operate, kind of threat landscape they particularly have to cover for their type of industry. It's just not there. It's not there, right? Your companies want to be able to build all of this stuff out. But in reality, if you only have $100, do you want to focus that $100 on building out a threat hunting organization who might only find evil once or twice a year in your particular environment? Or do you want to use that funding to shore up your defense and your response to those types of attacks? So what managed threat hunting does for you is we're effectively a force multiplier to existing organizations. So we do provide that capability. We are monitoring 24 by 7 by 365. And we are specifically looking for those adversaries that fly under the wire of most security tools that are on the market, looking for those adversaries that match masquerade as administrators and look just like every other administrator that works in that environment, but does that one slight thing different, that little needle in the haystack that tells us or tells the Overwatch organization that, you know, this is in fact adversary type of behavior and not common to that environment. It's very hard to, to find talent like that. It's very hard to keep that kind of talent challenged. And a managed service can bring that to the table. Yes, you do have to pay for that type of managed service, but it does save you the cost of having to build out an organization of your own. So Jennifer, talk to me a little bit more about CrowdStrike. What are you doing today to help your customers detect and respond to threats? Everything. <laughs> so having the EDR type of solution that we have, there are so many things that we do to engage and work with our customers across the board. Our Falcon platform, which you know does bring the EDR piece to the table, allows customers not only just to get you know some some level of high fidelity detect and prevention or protection capabilities, but we also add so much more to the table in terms of being able to investigate what's going on in that particular host. And it's not the level of forensic investigation that you may have heard of in the past, but it is a level of investigation that basically outlines and allows you to determine the types of behavior that occurred on that system and what actions were taken based off that type of behavior. It helps you narrow down and separate out the wheat from the chaff. 
So we have our Falcon Complete team, for example, who acts as the incident response and threat hunting team on behalf of our customers. So if we see adversary type of activity in a Falcon Complete customer, our Overwatch organization notifies Falcon Complete, and then they in turn are able to take that remediation. We're also able to do deep level investigation using the Falcon telemetry that we collect, being able to understand the types of commands. You know, we're able to see effectively end to end across a large scale organization or any organization in terms of what the attacker's doing and where the attacker is potentially going. It's very hard to put into words how these stories are put together, but it's absolutely amazing in terms of having the privilege to see the data that we do, being able to understand from a global environment down to an industry, down to a specific customer, what types of adversary activities going on, whether it's e-crime related, whether it's just malicious software related, or whether it's targeted adversary related. Well, Jennifer, given what you've just described here, what are some of the specific threats you've paid attention to of late, and what should organizations know about these? There are still many threats. The threats of old are still existing today, and there are new threats out there, right? The adversaries, whether, you know, it's it's specific targeted or nation state or hacktivism, you know, they're still using a lot of the similar techniques that they've always been using for the last 10 years. You know, I would honestly have to say, you know, one of the main things that I continue to see is a lot of web shell usage of web servers that are put on the internet, but they're not hardened properly. They're not patched properly. They're not set properly in terms of being a worldwide web server, allowing some threat actor to take over that particular box and use it to jump internal to the network. We still see a lot of password credential theft going on, and we still see a lot of passwords that were taken last year being used this year. We've all heard about the phrase, you know, sort of defense in depth, but there's another phrase that I like to use, and it's it's back to the basics. It's making sure that customers are, you know, patching their machines as quickly as they can. It's making sure about having tight password policies or, you know, that allow for password resets every 60 days. I know it's a pain. We have to do it too. Nobody likes changing their password, and they definitely don't like changing their password often. But the reality is, is adversaries... You know, once they have them, they're going to keep reusing them. Why fix what's broken in the adversary's mind? You know, there's no real methodology for getting the adversaries out of your environment, but you sure want to make it as difficult as possible for them to stay in it. And putting in the proper security procedures will help them do that. Well said. Jennifer, I appreciate your time and insight today. Thanks so much. Thank you. Again, we've been talking about managed threat hunting services, and I've been speaking with Jennifer Ayers. She's Vice President Overwatch and Security Response at CrowdStrike. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.